Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we'll be recapping the events of the Elite South Region 3 tournament that took place uh, the weekend of June 23rd. Here to help me do so, once again, is uh, Vaughn Kelly, Joseph Kinkarini, and new to the panel will be Christy Stevens. Um, guys, thank you so much for, for hopping on again, and as always, for lending your time uh, this evening to recap what took place last weekend. Um, lot to cover, so let's go ahead and get right into it, starting again with the introductions. Uh, Vaughn, why don't you go ahead and go first? Hey again, I'm uh, Vaughn Kelly, play for Outsiders, um, just kind of play and I repped both uh, open and co-ed no sting this time along with kind of helping Tyler out with the Dodgeball Tribune articles. Um, I didn't have much of a role in the, in the Tribune uh, for this round. I think Tyler's largely doing a lot of that by himself but I did you know give him some feedback on kind of how the tournament went and, and some of the players and, and things like that. So Awesome. And one thing I wanted to, to, before we go into Joseph's introduction, um, anyone that reads the South recap articles, uh, a lot of that's come from, from your perspective, right? You've been contributing to that mostly? Yeah. For the previous two rounds, um, I had a pretty big input on it. Um, I would kind of do a write-up for Tyler and then send it off to him and he would edit it or kind of add things as, as he saw fit. And so yeah, so I had I had a pretty big role in it, less so this time, but the first two rounds definitely. Very cool. And then, uh, so moving back to the introductions, uh, go ahead, Joseph. Yep, uh, Joseph Kinkarini, um, captain of uh, Wrecking Balls, and um, uh, just basically, uh, actually for eight point five, I um, chose to sit out the this this round. I was there, um, basically. Shagging, recording, doing some stats for the team, and a few other things. We just had a lot of good things rolling for us, and I, I felt that that was where I needed to be at that time. Um, but uh, it was definitely crazy. Um, but that's uh, and I gave Tyler a little bit of feedback as well. Um, I think he kind of reached out to all the teams to get a little bit of feedback for this this last little piece he did um, that he just put out today. I think for um, who the MVP things like that were the team best catch or stuff like that. So very cool. And then last but not least, uh, Christy. Uh, I'm the captain of uh, Weapons of Mass Destruction, and I played co-ed with Lone Star Syndicate, and I answered some of Tyler's questions too. That's Very about cool. it. Very cool. And then I, I don't know if we ever actually covered this, uh, because we, we mostly stuck with just the, the recap, but and then starting with you, Christy, how long have you been playing dodgeball just all together? Uh, I think six years but i've only been playing elite since last nationals actually was that your first experience it was nationals last year in boston was my first experience with elite oh wow very cool so previous to that just like recreational leagues or competitive or a mixture of like non-elite events it was rec league in fort worth and then um on occasion our rec league would take what we call the tournament team and we would go and play in Dallas against these other guys and we play in their uh, local just tournament that they had. Gotcha. Very cool. And then Joseph, same question with you. I, I don't think we covered this with, with you either, Vaughn. So you're, you're up next, but Joseph, how long have you been playing dodgeball? Oh man. Um, I think I'm in my fifth year. Um, uh, been playing mainly with the Dallas dodgeball league. Uh, my, my brother got me involved with this and then, uh, we started elite locally, just doing the local elite portions here. I kind of jumped on. Um, I played with like um, Balls Deep a few times, uh, which I think is mainly Rage now. 
And then uh, my first Nationals was New Orleans. And then um, last year I got a team together. We did pretty good last year. I think we took fourth seed, if I remember correctly. But then we had some timing issues because the date changed for Nationals. And half my team was on vacation, so we couldn't go. So um, we, we didn't go last uh, for Boston. Um, but everybody's going this year, so we're, we're good for there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. Cool. And how about Yvonne? I've been playing for about four and a half-ish years. Um, I started in the Dallas Dodgeball League just going to open plays and then getting involved in the fun league. Um, my first elite tournament was, I want to say, 2015. Um, and we took a, a team, and Eric Stone came down and played with us. Glenn Spacer played with us. Um, and then after that, that I think we did. I think I did two rounds that year, just kind of with random teams. And then after that, we started taking um, kind of a team on a regular basis, going to all the rounds. And that's kind of where Outsiders and Elite came from. And we've been together ever since. Awesome, awesome. very cool. And when we actually do the uh, the Outsiders uh, interview, I'll, I'll definitely ask more more questions about you guys. Um, and for anybody that's wondering uh, where Joe Martinez is, we're saving him for that interview. So we kind of just wanted to keep this little tight knit. And then um, I think Marie was was out of town, but um, let's go ahead and, and and get into it. And one of the first questions I have, um, and this might be for you, Joseph, is uh, did the did the setup improve this round? Like, can you kind of explain like what the venue was like and because i remember there was like scheduling issues and it had to get cut off a little bit early um can you kind of comment on that i went great I, I mean i i personally felt it went great um it was um the venue was um it was a high school out here in, in fort worth um south hills area um the gym was amazing i mean i felt we actually had like they had like posts for the volleyball poles to go in and we can actually run nets across it we were actually able to run four courts um across the whole gym so the women had one court then the open um, division for 8.5 had three courts running at the same time and then we were actually able to run four courts for um the co-ed no sting so there was a lot of dodgeball there's a lot more dodgeball that we normally don't play um tim poon did a lot better this time around he did good i'm gonna give him props on that I actually talked to him he did really good this round um a lot you know and he's still learning he's still getting into it. i don't think he ever really ran them that much before um but uh, there was a lot of people helping out. Uh, Nicole Chasem was running around with a trash can at one point. Uh, we were all throwing trash away and picking up. Um, it, it was it went a lot better. It was hot. I'm not gonna lie about that. It, it was hot. There was a I guess they turned the AC on, but it's a big gym, and I guess they, they turned it on like that morning or something. But it was definitely hot in there. But it's Texas. It's it's hot everywhere. So uh, it was. Uh, and there's not much else to say about that. Well, you guys, you guys don't have the dry heat, right? That we Arizonans do. You guys have humidity too. I don't, it's usually humid though. <laughs> Ugh. Never understood dry heat until I actually spent some time in the South. So I get it now. Um, and this was in Texas then this was Dallas or where, where was this one? It was Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Uh, Stevenson's husband actually lined us up. Jeremy Stevens actually lined up his gym for us. And, uh, it, it went really well. It went really well. Very cool. And then um, one of the other questions I had, so moving past like logistics and, and flow, um, and maybe you can take this one, Vaughn, like was there a, a big difference in the same teams that showed up and, and were competitive? Or was it more or less kind of like a runoff of round two or how would you gauge uh, the showing this time around, just overall? Um, 
It was about the same. There were there were definitely some differences. Um, you know, we had a lot of people come out of the West. Justin Pyan, Joe Kalela, uh, Tori. I, I want to. I think it's Tori Thompson is his last name. Yeah, Tori um, Thompson. You know, Nicole Chasen came out and played in the women's division. So during Open, um, they kind of hopped on on different teams, and and for Coed No Sting, they brought Echo. Um, but we had Stingers back. They took second in round one, and then they weren't at round two. Um, so they were back. Uh, Hitman was back kind of in their more normal form. Johnny came out this time. He wasn't able to make it to round two. Um, but the, the teams were all the same, um, you know, with the return of Stingers. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't too different, but there, was, there were a little bit of difference in the individual teams with the, the L.A. people coming in and, and filling out the rosters and stuff like that. But gotcha. it was good. It was good. It was good to have them around. Um, you could kind of see and we can kind of get into this as we talk about open, but just kind of some of the dynamic that the LA guys and girl brought to, uh, brought to the table. So, gotcha. so, so Dan Levine wasn't trolling me. And when he asked about Ketchum, I thought that was like a, a nod because we had that interview scheduled for a, about a month ago. And so I, I thought I was getting yeah. like made fun of for, for not having it ready yet, but I didn't know actual LA people were, were going down there to play. So yeah, I'm really curious to cover that. Um, when we get into that division and then um for you christy was there much of a difference from the women's division overall um did you guys stick with the five player format we did five on five but the teams because <clears throat> just the nature of what we've been trying to build on uh the only teams that brought back the exact same players was caught up in wmd all the other teams had new players they were not the same teams like brand new players that haven't played previously or just like roster changes? Um, a little bit of both, actually. Um, for NOLA, they, throw me something, they just had like a player who was out, so now she's back, but then they had another player absent, so they picked up another person who was um, a previous elite player but hasn't been playing for a while. And then we had several new teams of players that literally that was like their third day of dodgeball ever. Oh, wow just straight into the into the fray yes gotcha um like i said it's kind of cool that there's new people showing up um do you think the location change impacted some of the players that didn't show up by any chance i mean i think the location change just made that a lot more fort worth girls came so we i i do think that we were at least able to add one to two more teams because of the location change gotcha very cool. Well, we can definitely dig into that a little bit more once we get into the uh, the women's division. But um, cool. So it sounds like overall, um, consi consistency-wise, the competition was more or less there. Um, had a new injection of some Western players that we can talk about. And then it sounds like the um, the logistics were, were better and more polished. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and go into um, to open. And... Um, Chrissy, were you able to, to, like, actually, let me, uh, was it open and, like, women's concurrently, or, or how, what was the format like that like? It was concurrently, so I have nothing to say about open, because we were very busy doing our women's during their open. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, good to know. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and get into it then with open, and um, Vaughn, we you probably start with this one, and just brought out the bat, what, uh, what team stood out the most to you this time around? 
Uh, this time, for sure, at the top of that list, I'd say Stingers. You know, they came to round one and they took uh, second place at round one. And now at round three, they came in and did the exact same thing. They took um, they took second to us in the final. And I think the reason that that's a surprise is because at round one, there was a lot of talk of, you know, Matt Giovinco was playing with them, Kim Nguyen, who now plays with us. Um, they didn't have either of those players. So the fact that they were able to make it back to the final and take second place without you know, someone with Matt Giovinko's experience or, or Kim, who a lot of people looked at as sort of their their big gun, um, says a lot about them as players in their own right, that they could, you know, lose those two guys and still still make it back to the final. Um, Outlaws is always a strong team. They, those guys, uh, you know, they stick together. They've been together for a couple of years, which is kind of a rare thing in the South. Um there's a, a lot of teams that kind of shuffle from year to year. So they've been, they've been working hard. They've been, you know, they're not a surprise team. They're, they're a consistent team, but um, they had a pretty good showing. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's really about it as far as the surprise teams go. Everything else was about the same, you know, Wrecking Balls, Dodge Tronic, um, Voodoo. They were all the same. Um, cat five um, they had pine working with them so he did a lot for them um, just kind of as a player and you could tell that after the games he was kind of give them a, giving them a little bit of coaching and some kind of mentorship and stuff so hopefully that's something that they kind of take as a team going forward that's pretty but, cool yeah um dodge tronic supersonic did they um, if I'm reading this correctly, I'm looking at the bracket. It looks like they, they went pretty far. They took out um, Category 5 just to lose to Outlaws. But that almost sounds familiar from, from last last round. Um, are they like a... I won't say are they a good team. That's not really a good way to put it. But are they pretty consistent um, with with what, the, what I'm showing on the bracket here? Like they yeah, over, make it pretty far? Over the years, they've been pretty consistent. They're always kind of... Um, middle of the pack anywhere from third to to fifth usually so they usually they usually place around there they usually have pretty much the same roster they might have one or two guys that can't travel a certain weekend and and they'll fill in but you know they've been mostly consistent with their players and their and their kind of positioning and the rankings gotcha yeah um just you just said it um you said something about middle um what was that where you just you just said it? It was it was exactly what I was looking for. Not mid tier, but like they're um they're like third through fifth ish. That's where they kind of yeah. Okay. What did I say? Middle of the road or something like that? I don't remember what. It Man, exactly it was like said. not even like thirty seconds ago. I almost want to like pause and rewind <laughs> it, but that's what I was looking for. Uh, it'll come back to me at three o'clock in the morning tonight. Um, well, how about you, Joseph? What did you notice uh, team wise that that stood out from 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 this round? Um. Uh, like like Vaughn said, it was a lot of consistency. A lot of the teams came out um, pretty good. I mean, if the question was about who was the most like improved, right, or stood out the most. Yeah, um, that's gonna be a follow-on question, so you can get on. You can pick it back off that one. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, really, for me, I mean, we got beat by the Cat Five in the bracket play, and um, if you, I just kind of, I was watching them a lot through the entire. Um, open and um with justin being on their team and um like vaughn said they were they were doing a lot better 
Um, they were able to um, just communicate better. I mean, Justin was doing his his thing over there. I mean, I've never played against him before. Um, and uh, Justin Ashby and my team played with him in the combine recently, so he, he kind of knew what he was getting himself into. Um, but he made the whole team better. Um, Deke on the right, uh, or the, my left, their right corner, um, uh, I believe it was Deke. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He was uh, he was doing a lot better than I've ever seen him do. Alex was making a few catches and just playing a lot smarter. Or wasn't coming up, making any mistakes. So I, uh, they stood out a lot to me, um, as, especially being like an improved team. Um, everybody else was pretty consistent. I mean, and I'd like to – I don't want to talk about my own team. I, I felt we did really well um, in the open play. Um, we only lost two, two matches, uh, one being the Hitman and one being the Stingers. Um, I didn't think about it like Vaughn said about them. Um, without Matt Giovanni and um, Giovanco and uh, um, Kim, they still came in and took second. So that actually, if you think about it like that, that's actually really impressive. Um, and I don't know what their situation for practices and, and things like that are in Florida. So, but uh, they they stood out a lot too. Gotcha. So it sounds like uh, again the, the West. W- would it be fair to say that the West players had a little bit of an impact on? On the, on the teams overall that they played with? Uh, Justin took us all out in one round on uh, the bracket play, and he, he sent us to loser's bracket. Well, that's an uh, impact then. So um, he took like three three or four people out before he got hit out, and then we we had to fight to, to stay in it. We got one more. I think we got one round off of that, and then it was like the same thing. So um, that definitely made a, an impact. Like I said, we, uh, Cat 5 had never beat us in any of this open this year uh, or any of the other stuff. So uh, definitely kind of, you know, we had to come in, we had to actually go into um, outlaws immediately after that. So it was like, and then that was another close fight there. So um, we went on one for one and then the outlaws got it on us. We we thought we had them and then we made a a couple of mistakes right there at the end and they they came back on us. So uh, that's dodgeball. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. Just a couple of mistakes away from, from being sent home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier before we started recording that you you managed to take one off of um, Outsiders, right, during round robin? You got one off of Outsiders and Outlaws in the open play. Um, so that was um, – we hadn't beat them in the series in uh, round one, two, or three. And we hadn't beat a um, – we hadn't we had been struggling beating Outlaws uh, or playing Outlaws. And uh, we was we, they were always close, close to them. I don't think we ever got – we may have got, I think, two at once by Outsiders – but I don't think that had happened other than that. But this was the first time we were we were able to play really good and went into it. And we played them. I think we played them right off the bat too in the series. We I think our first game was, um, I think it was like Cat Five or something. Actually, hold on. Another thing here. The first game was actually uh, let's see here. Yeah, we played Cat Five, and then we went and took a break, and then we went right to like Outlaws, and then uh, or Stingers. And then um, right into outsiders. So I mean, we were playing some pretty competitive teams right out the right out the gate. So um, I mean, everybody was doing really competitive. But it was yeah, it's nice to when we can get one off of outside. We've been playing them for a long time. We've, I mean, I've been playing against Vaughn. I guess we actually started in the same league at the same time. So I've been playing against him for a while, and uh, Joe's been there for a while. Um, Scott, Jake, um, they've all been in there. So it's. Um, I mean, uh, there's definitely some emotion in it sometimes. Uh, I mean, we, uh, I think Rozzy came up to me, one of my teammates came up to me, he was like, Jake was going exceptionally hard. So, <laughs> you know, um, we're, we're, we're here to win, and uh, they're here to win, so we just got to play it out. 
So it's good to get that little bit of a, I guess, like a rivalry type of victory between you and outsiders. Yeah. Gotcha. And then Vaughn, um, I don't want to stir the pot, but like once that happened, did that impact your guys' play moving forward? Or because um, you guys had a pretty solid, consistent showing, out, um, showing for the rest of for the entire series. Um, is there something you guys like kind of walked off and just you know continued your way, or did that impact you at all? No, it didn't really impact us at all. You know, after that, we kind of regrouped and and just kind of talked about the game itself. But we usually have one, maybe two. Um, bad I want I guess bad games um in a tournament and one of those was um two wrecking balls and, and it, it wasn't necessarily a bad game we just um <clears throat> we made a few throws that just went right in the gut and, and wrecking balls uh you know made the catches and they were just bringing people in and they they churned through it long enough to knock us off but we're we, you know like I said we usually have a bad game or two and, and we're used to that and we and we know how to regroup from it so it, it wasn't, it didn't throw us off too much. Um, you know, luckily it happened in round robin and not in bracket play. Whenever we have a bad game in bracket play, that's when it kind of becomes more of an oh crap moment. Now, now the, you know, our backs are against the wall. But in round robin, it's a lot easier to kind of shake it off and, and keep moving. And, and kind of adjust as needed. Um, yeah. Gotcha. I, the reason why I asked that is because uh, there was, when I interviewed the, the team GOAT, um, couple nights ago they mentioned that there was one loss that they had that was almost like crippling it was hard for them to kind of recover from they had to kind of regroup and so i was just curious to see if um when you lose to like a local team for lack of better words if, if that has the same impact on you especially since again you guys uh, took all all three rounds um i did want to ask uh did the did the combine have any this might be a weird question but did the combine have like any impact on you guys like did you? I guess did you participate in the combine? Maybe that. Maybe that. I might want to start there. Uh, I did, um, and I was definitely kind of leading into Saturday. I was still kind of feeling it in in my shoulder a little bit because the the Saturday previous we had the combine and we'd just been going all day, and I was just you know throwing, 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 whether or not whether we were scrimmaging or or you know running drills or whatever we were doing. So that whole week, kind of leading up to to round three, um, I was still feeling it in my shoulder. Um, my body had the soreness of my body had kind of gone away by that point, but, um, I was, you know, going into, into round three, I was kind of, kind of worried about my arm, you know, how it would hold up playing all day, especially with, um, you know, 8.5, uh, but it, but it worked out. I don't know if maybe it was adrenaline took over or what it was, but, it was fine. Leading leading up to that, though, I was de it was definitely something that was in the back of my mind and that I was a little concerned about. What did it have like a, a mental um, impact on you at all? I mean, cause imagine because uh, I listened because Ketchum kind of gave me a rundown of how it went down, and you know you're playing with and, and potentially against the nation's best um, to represent Team USA. So I wondered, did that impact your mentality? Did it make balls come slower to you, or did it put you at a higher level? Uh, for for round three, um, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I think it gave kind of our whole team uh, a little bit of a confidence boost. So at the combine, just from outsiders, we had um, Mikey, Elijah, Jake, Scott, me, and Cody Stidham. So we had six of our players at the combine, and knowing that six of our players are, are good enough to be invited to something like that, I think is a big confidence boost. 
um, going into any tournament. Um, and it certainly was for elite knowing that we are, um, some of the best of the best and, and, you know, some of the fewer who were chosen to participate, um, at the combine. So it's definitely a good thing to know that we have that kind of quality of players all on the same team. And it, it definitely helps, helps mentally. Gotcha. Kind of reinforce the, uh, the we can hang mentality moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, well, speaking of players, um, I'm just going to start with the one that I've, I'm hearing about is uh, Elijah Hashimoto. Um, how, w- how was his performance during round three? Um, he was solid. Um, you know, he's always, he's always pretty consistently good. He's, uh, you know, he's one of the younger guys. He's, he's only 16 right now. And he started playing when he was 11 and I've seen oh him for most of those years. I've, I've seen him play. So I've kind of seen him grow as a player and, and now that he's getting a little older and he's getting stronger and he's able to, to throw the balls harder and stuff, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. And it's really great to see him kind of rounding out his game and coming into his own, but he, he was solid. He played, played in the corner for us, just like he did in round two. Um, you know, he was there on, on the counters or if he was throwing at the line, he had a, uh, I don't remember exactly how many catches he had, but he definitely had some, so he kind of did a little bit of everything. Um, and I think, you know, for him, you know, being at the combine is a big deal. It's a big deal for all of us, but him being as young as he is and being around that kind of caliber of, of, of player, um, you know, the guys that he played with at the combine, um, it's a big confidence boost. And I think it's, uh, it's something that he's going to keep feeding off of as we, as we go into nationals and, and just kind of, next year as outsiders and, and the other regionals and stuff. God, man, imagine coming in now at 16, just the, yeah, 10, 15 years of competitive dodgeball ahead of you. Must be nice. But uh, aside from him, how about any, were there any other players that you might have noticed that, that stuck out or, or drastically improved from round two? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, on our team, like Joseph said, Jake was throwing real hard. Jake's, Jake's really really gained some strength with, with 8.5 um, in the last year. He's throwing harder. He's making smarter moves. He's, uh, he's, he's not as, uh, I don't know if wild is the right word, but he's, he's learned to kind of harness it to his advantage and, and make teams, you know, make moves that they weren't making against him in, uh, in previous years. So he's, he's learned to kind of play his own sort of chaotic game, but it, but it works within, within our system. And like I said, he's throwing harder. He's, he's become like a better catcher. Cody Stidham actually had a pretty good day in 8.5 with us. You, a lot of times Cody will, will take kind of a back seat um, in 8.5 and then he'll kind of come out a little more in no sting. But this time he just came out the full day and played really well. Um, Stingers had a couple guys. Jacob Stewart played really well. Um, he had a lot of really big catchers for them. Um, I mean, it seemed like every time I was refing their game, he had he had a big, you know, a big catch, whether it was like a fingertip catch or or just something that turned the game around. Um, Trey Fatzinger, uh, he was new this round. He didn't play round one. He when he was playing Outlaws, he took out probably five or six of their guys by himself um, in bracket play. So he had he had a really, and I didn't I actually didn't realize how good he had played until I was going back watching the live stream. Um, so he, he did well. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, 
you know, Pine, Pine did really well playing with Cat Five. He he won a lot of games for them, and and you know also did a lot of a lot of good coaching with them and and talking. So Pine is being Pine, but he's also being kind of like a, a mentor slash coach slash uh, more than just showing up to play, basically. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that first Jake you mentioned, mentioned, what was his last name? If you uh, Jake A Bear. A Bear. Yeah, H E B E R T. Gotcha. Maybe. Cool. Um, let's see. How about uh, you, Joseph? Um, what players did you notice that you know really brought their A game or improved from round two that you can kind of comment on? Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, uh, Cat Five, Alex is doing really good. Um, see what else I got here? Notes. Um, well, Hitman, you know, they didn't have Johnny in round two, so Johnny being there in round three was uh, actually made a big difference for them. They were, they had another strong player on the on the court with them. Um, Carlos was doing pretty good in um, Carbon, um, Toya, um, Stingers. Uh, the whole team to me, Stingers. I I knew there was one new guy, but the whole team was doing really well. I mean, we just uh, when we played them, we just it was pretty difficult. And I heard some of the other teams that were talking about it, um, like Outlaws, and you know, they beat Outlaws, and um, I know they, they beat, they beat a, another a couple other teams, and it was just, they were just having a hard time trying to figure out weaknesses and things like that. I mean, they're they're solid. They have a good defense. They play good offense. Uh, everything went really good with them there. Um, Dodge Tronic was missing Riley, but the rest of the team still held up pretty good. I mean, they I mean they got to where they got. Um, Eli, Mikey were doing good. Uh, Jake. Um, I mean, some there's a bunch of people. I know from my team personally, Raziel Sanchez. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, looks like him and uh, Justin Ashby got a mention for best catcher. Uh, well, Justin, uh, we or, put oh, in that well. note there. They asked who the team's best catcher was for the season, and uh, well, Justin was leading into round three. Uh, Razi basically caught everything he possibly could in round three and caught up to Justin. I keep stats on the team oh, as nice. best I can. Um, he had a let's see here. Catches about ten catches, and then um, oh. another like twenty-two kills on top of that. So he was killing it for round two or for round three. Um, the first round and second round, he was pretty um, pretty quiet. Um, I actually think if he had been playing like this the entire season, and when we went to Minnesota, um, he probably would have been another contestant that probably would have gotten into the combine. Um, Justin and Nick got in. Um, but um, he, he's just kind of a chill guy, and for whatever reason, playing in Fort Worth this week, the past weekend or whatever, he, he was – nothing was written by him. And then he moved into a corner spot versus being in the middle, too. So uh, he did really good. Really, really good. It kind of opened up our whole team, and Justin didn't have to work as hard to maintain um, the team. So there's like an even yeah. spread of contribution across the team? Yeah, spread the spread the work labor. Usually, we used to kind of crowd them all on one side, and people just kind of take out the one side. Now, with him being in the corner, it definitely opened up our gameplay a little different. So, uh, it, it definitely just opened his eyes. He was doing really well. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, usually, usually with wrecking balls, a lot of teams will focus on Justin and Nick, and and Rozzy came in this time and, and played the best tournament I've probably ever seen him play. He did. He had a lot of catches. Um, a lot of catches that I, you know, saw. Obviously, I didn't even see all of them. I was pretty impressed by it. Um, yeah, he did really well. 
Very cool. Um, kind of want to, mostly because it, it was brought up again in the thread, um, and that's, of course, Adrenaline Rush. And then just looking at, you know, the outcome of, of this series, um, I mean, the question is, like, more or less, what impact would have Adrenaline Rush had had they played? And, I mean, that's hard to tell. Um, the thing is, like, they, they weren't there, so I can't really speak for them. Like, who knows? But um, I don't know if you have any comments on that, Vaughn, because did you have a chance to look at the thread, some of the questions that were asked regarding that, or...? Yeah, I saw it. Um, you know, it, it's hard to say. The you know, adrenaline rush has kind of been at the top for so long, but there's definitely more competition this year than there has been in the past year. So it's hard to say if you know if they came back out how they would fare. I know we're definitely. Um, I mean, we're definitely at the top right now, and I I think we still would be if they came out. But you never really know. Um, especially with them, you know, with Troy coming back from his ACL injury and him maybe not being as mobile as he has been in the past. It, it's hard to say, but I think they would still be a strong contender. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, um, not only that, but you know, they say they came back in round three, you guys have two rounds on top of them. So you're more, uh, more, I don't want to say more experienced, but more a little more battle hardened than versus coming into like the third round where every team's found the rhythm. So it's a curious, you know, what if. But um, when when Nick Factorian asked that question, I responded with a gif of the Rock saying, "It doesn't matter," like because we just who knows, right? They could have come in and dominated, or they could have come in and, and just completely, you know, um, got dumped on. But um, if people want to know what happened to them, and I'll, I'll repeat it for this uh, episode as well, just just reach out to uh, to Tim Poon and find out. Um, but I think once Troy said that he had an ACL tear, that kind of impacted the team really, really badly. But um, yeah, and had they shown up to round three, you know, at that point, you know, we'd already won two rounds. Outlaws had had a second and a third place finish already. So even if they would have come out and, and taken first in round three, I'm not sure that it would have changed the series much because everyone else has already, you know, amassed enough points that they wouldn't be able to really catch up. So for sure. Troy did show up to a, uh, a what's it called? The trampoline practice just before the, uh, the bonfire here and played for a little bit. I don't know how he did. I was on a different trampoline setup when he was playing, but um, I, know, I know he didn't say the whole time, but he did show up. So he is, um, he's moving. He's getting I mean, back into how, it. How well his mobility is, but he got on a trampoline for a little bit. Yeah, he was, he was originally slated to be on our UDC team. And so, yeah, he came out to the, to the practice we had leading up to the qualifier. And for the first half hour, he actually held up pretty good. He was moving well. He was throwing well. Um, you know, coming back from an ACL injury and jumping on a trampoline is not probably not the easiest thing to do. So that lasted for about half an hour. And then after that, you could tell he was just kind of done. Like he couldn't, he couldn't really move a lot. And he just, he left the practice. He was like, I, I can't keep going. Like it's, it's just too much. So, so I think he's still, you know, he's still definitely recovering from it. Well, thank God he bowed out and didn't tough it out. Like some of the younger kids would, will do and potentially make it worse. I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to give it its due due diligence and recover and, and just get back out there next year because that's, uh, that's, that's a tough thing to recover from. Um, the only – I do want to save Sergio's question for, for overall later, but I did want to ask, um, and that's Justin Bausch's question, is that is uh, 
would it be safe to say or fair to say that the West invasion changed any outcomes? Um, I want to say it didn't just looking at this bracket, but I don't know if you want to uh, speak to that real quick, Vaughn, before we move on to uh, women's. Yeah, I don't think it changed any of the outcomes. Um, I think everyone was um, a little eager to prove that that we're better than kind of people say we are. Um, so I think a lot of people stepped it up too. Um, it definitely, it definitely changed, you know, like I said, it definitely changed some things with like, you know, Pines coaching or whatever it was, but as far as the out, as far as the outcomes go and the results, I don't, I don't think it changed much. I think a lot of people were, were hungry to show that we're not, we're not as terrible as, as kind of everyone talks about it. And hopefully we kind of showed that to those guys and we can start getting a little more, um, you know, a little more credit for, for the way we play dodgeball here. I mean, we're certainly not the West. We don't have you know as many teams we don't have as many as many players we don't have as many years experience but but we're not we're not um as bad as as a lot of people say we are and hopefully we kind of showed that for sure well i mean and and that's why i kind of wanted to start this podcast with like any insight that we're getting from the tribune coming from you guys um i, I hope that that continues and we, we get more of a voice and, and more of a who's who because um i'm just always going to be West Coast biased. I, I've played with these guys for over a decade, so it's easy for me to draw upon memories and experience and and tell you, you know, who ate what on what date. But uh, getting to know you guys more has been has been a lot of fun, and hope it continues. But um, we'll find out nationals, right? I mean, that's that's the proving ground for everybody. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and and go into women's and um, kind of like a follow on question, uh, Christy. Obviously, I can't really speak too much for the LA invasion impacting the game or the LA invasion, but uh, did Nicole Chasen play for women's and um, can you kind of speak to that a little bit from your experience? Yeah. Nicole played with Southern glory this round um, and she definitely impacted that team. Now they only brought back um, Marie and Kathy this round from the previous rounds and had a couple of new additions, but it definitely helped their game and Nicole playing with us in general helps us because Nicole, just as a person, naturally she always is giving advice and giving strategic, you know, thoughts and is very encouraging to women in general. Gotcha. So, so kind of like, like Pine, you know, kind of just helping out and, and coaching and just doing more than showing up and playing in a different region. Yeah. I mean, this is probably something very people, very little people know, but when I told you, I only started at nationals last year. And when I was there, um, my teammate, Alicia Ellis, their nationals got an injury, a freak accident, walking by, got a black eye. And Nicole actually subbed in on our team to help us out through, um, round Robin. And she just started giving us advice and advice, not just as how to play as a female with in co-ed, but how to build a female league and, um, how to get more players to play. And so she's actually had quite an impact on the South, maybe not as directly as she would like to take credit for, but indirectly, she gave us some advice that we came back and used. So we're always happy to have her around because we give a lot of credit to her for what's happening in the South right now. That's pretty cool. So she's got a little bit of history then, um, and not just that one weekend of, of interacting with you guys and, and playing and and being a, a presence. Um. I guess we can go. We can go into some of the other questions that I had, um, and then uh, Vaughn, Joseph. I'm assuming you guys didn't really get a chance to, to check out much of the women's division. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to see a lot because we were playing open kind of concurrently. But I did, you know, I did keep up with Marie and and you know asked her how they were doing, and and I was able to kind of watch when I wasn't refing or playing. But and I got I got a lot of info from her too, so I I might be able to be able to add a little bit, but you know we'll see. Okay, cool. Um, well, I guess so. The first question I would have for you then, uh, Christy, is uh, what what teams um, stood out the most for for your division that you noticed. I mean, obviously, uh, the teams that have been the most consistent uh, caught up WMD, um, Throw Me Something, and Southern Glory. They, just as they have other previous rounds, had a good showing. Um, I was mostly impressed, though, with Cannons. They were a team that was put together like maybe a week and a half before we started and um, I literally put them together. So it's not like they chose each other and they ended up we can talk about seating later, but they end up seating second um, and taking fourth place. But for oh. being a team that has never played elite, all the players never played elite and never, they had one practice for with us with, they came to practice with my team. They did phenomenally well. I was really proud of them. How, um, so when you say that you put them together, how, how did that work out or how did that come to be? Um, so, the way we've all been doing this is that um, it just takes like, okay, we're going to do five on five, six on six. Who wants to play? We kind of shout out to all the girls in our area. And once you get one or two players, then you start filling teams and then it never fails. Well, luckily it doesn't fail that you might need one or two players, but then four answer. Well, now you have two extra girls. So, well, the way we see it is we've got to find more to add with the two instead of just saying, oh, sorry, we're good. And so this was a team of girls who half said that they wanted to play. And then the other half we recruited at our local league and said, Hey, why don't you come out and play with us this weekend? And of course it was easier that it was here in Fort Worth where we already play. So it's like they didn't have to travel. And so when I say I put them together, it's just that I was the one who coordinated them all together and said, okay, you guys should play as a team. Y'all know each other. They did know each other from our local league. Um, and I made some suggestions about captains and they kind of ran with it from there on out. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you, you contributed to a pretty, pretty impactful team. Uh, you said that you didn't want to get into seating, but they took second. Um, I don't get it. Okay. So this time, and it might've happened other, well, it might've happened around two that I'm not aware of, but I kept score, um, both, well, all three region or all three rounds. I kept score of all the games. And um, this time when we heard how everybody seated, I was confused because the way I had it would have been almost opposite. And so I tried to question it and I looked at the score that they had, the, that Tim had, and it matched up with mine, but we were being rushed because I actually was supposed to play the very first um, match. So I didn't get to figure out what happened. Once we got going, we realized that Tim was scoring it differently then we had previously been scoring it, but I heard later he said he scored it the same in round two. I'm not sure of that. I have no idea. I'm not going to go back and look. But huh. um, the way we ended up seeding was almost opposite. So I don't know if this makes sense, but um, if we had been doing what I thought we were doing previously, for example, my team would have seeded this round in third spot, but instead we seeded um, sixth. And gotcha. so Cannon's, as far as I have them, would have seated fourth, but they seated second. 
that's why I said I don't know how to say it. It's confusing. Gotcha. So it I won't say like maybe not like a discrepancy, but um could potentially have been a different outcome if the seating was um on par with how you're tracking it. Is that what kind of what you're saying? Yes. Only I, I I truly believe that the only team that probably suffered from what I think was different than the other rounds was Southern Glory. Actually, I think Southern Southern Glory was probably the only team that really suffered because they seeded first place. No matter which way you do it, they seed first. They were undefeated. They did amazing during full play. Um, however, I think the reason why it affects them is that I don't think that if I'm just using logic. I know anything can happen in dodgeball, but um, with the seeding being the way we see it is almost backwards, they had to play pretty much one of the top four teams or top three teams, you could even say it, per the ranking of Tribune, um, back to back. Whereas maybe if the seeding had been done the way it's been done, I thought previously, they would have had at least one more round before they would have faced some of those more seasoned teams. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not too keen on seeding, but Generally, like the first seeded team plays one of the lower seeding ones, right? So I think I I think I get where you're where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, Vaughn, did you pick up on any of that by through Marie, or or do you have any comments on on how that went down? By chance? Uh, so whenever the bracket was being made, um, I saw that there was kind of a big hoopla around Tim. Um, Nicole Nicole Chasen and Tim were talking about it, and she was kind of explaining to him how, how this, how the, uh, the seating should work. And, and he had a different perspective. I don't know exactly how that went down. I know that he was counting, um, wins and losses for a certain amount of points. And she was saying, well, no, you can't count the losses for points. Cause then the teams that two O get less points than the teams that have a loss. Like I said, I don't know exactly how it went down. I know that they went around about it for a little while. Right, and they were gonna make they were gonna redo the bracket, but they'd already played one round of bracket play, so then that wouldn't oh. have been fair to the other teams that had already played. So they decided to just keep going with it. I don't have a lot of detail. I didn't fully understand it myself, but um, I, yeah, there definitely was a big kind of big ado about it. Gotcha. What were you gonna say, Christy? Well, I can explain. So basically, the other rounds for every win you get a point and then that's it. Um, this round, Tim explained it to me cause I was confused. Uh, it was, um, he gave two points for every win and for every loss, you got one point. So that meant then like my team, we only lost two matches and we lost them. Um, Oh, and two, and we won everything else two and Oh. So, if we did it the way where you just count wins, my team would have seeded third. However, with Tim's way, I seeded second to last huh. because we never went to three matches. So, yeah, he seeded three games. Three games. Round two, like that as well. So I kind of he said that he said three. that, and that's what I was going to say. It could have just been a coincidence because when I was counting it during round two, I was doing it the same way we did round one, which is just wins. Obviously, I got the same he did, so that could have just been a coincidence that time. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I didn't notice it until it was just when they read out the seating, uh, we were all confused because, like, specifically, me and caught up the way, if it had been my way, I guess, or the way I thought we were doing it, um, caught up would have been in second seed, 
and I would have been third, but instead we were in sixth and fifth, which meant we played the very first match. Um, we actually got in two matches deep because Nicole was adamant that Tim was incorrect in that. I really didn't know. And I didn't have time to look it up because we had to, I had to play, it's but because we got, um, it's not in the rules. I haven't which been finding it. Which part? The scoring. I mean, like I said, I, I let it go because Vaughn was correct. What had happened was by the time that they're discussing it, we were two um, matches into the bracket. So it was kind of pointless. We had to just move on. Right. In the future, obviously, I learned a captain, you know, rookie move maybe is maybe say, hold up, pause and look it up and question before we start, you know. Definitely. is So is the seating process, is that the same for, for open and no sting? Well, yeah, it should be exactly the same. It's just uh, he he did the scoring like this. We ran into this last round too because we had like teams in the no sting division we were running that went undefeated, and but there was rounds and in points or something that caused mm -hmm. to have some seating issues. Where I mean, everybody was like, you know, this team went undefeated, but they're seated under this other team that had two losses. But it was because essentially, mm -hmm. you go if you two owe somebody, you would only get four points. But if you lost a round and then so you won two, but you lost one round, you'd wind up with five points. Mm -hmm. So you actually potentially could win. Now, according to um, Tim, and I, I mean, I, I, you know, after round two, I went back and read the rules and I couldn't find anything on the scoring and the actual rules that we currently have. Um, but he says that's how they've always done it. And the season elite players that I do have there didn't say anything otherwise. So that's all I got to go with. And um, uh, someone said they had uh, reached out to Mark or something. I don't know if they actually did or not, but that's just, that's what we were going with. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I'll have to, so we got round three for the West coming up next weekend. Um, I'm going to ask Jake Mason about that just, just because I've, <laughs> I've never ever, I don't care about seating or stats. Uh, just tell me where to go and yeah. when to show up and, and, um, it's like a foreign science to me. So I don't even bother. It's like, okay, cool. We got fifth. Great. Fantastic. We are good. But yeah. I'm curious now. I want to know like how that, how that plays out. And, um, it was for like tiebreakers. It's supposed to help with tiebreakers. Like, so if you have a, a team that has the same winning record as another team, you can go back and look, Oh, well the points are what's going to separate them because they went X amount of rounds or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, and even with, I, mean I think we still wound up with in our, co-ed nosting we still wound up with like a three-way tie for last and then a two-way tie for like the middle teams <laughs> gotcha um what were you gonna say christy i mean i would be interested to know how it's supposed to be only because strategically speaking not that i would be like this but you could see why it would be a benefit then to i don't know throw a game because then you could get five points versus four i'm not trying right. to be like that but it is interesting and it's just interesting to know because we're so new. This is the first time having a women's thing. I didn't know, but I could see now maybe how different teams would do different things when we travel or otherwise. I don't know. Gotcha. Huh? Well, yeah, th that'll be interesting. And I wonder if, um, there'll be more conversation about that. Um, and then just moving forward, what, what's actually in the rules and, and what's the actual practice. But, so, so going back to, I think, the team that, that kind of started that um, little segue was um, you had mentioned like Cannons had, it was a brand new team. 
they did really well. Um, I want to say like the Spither seed because um, it looks like they they got pretty far. You said they they took fourth. Am I looking at that? Yes. Right? Yeah, they took fourth. And like I said, even if we had done the other seeding, they still seeded high. Either yeah. way, they did great. And then they end up taking fourth place. And so, you know, that's why I was saying hats off to them. They weren't even a team for about a week and a half, had one practice, and they did great. Already making making a name for themselves. Uh, do you think they'll, they'll stick around for, you know, future elites or? I think that because of how well the men and the women treated the new players. Um, I think that most of these women are going to come back and continue to compete in the future. Awesome. They really enjoy themselves. And um, I don't know that the teams will all look the same as they did because this, this season of rounds for us wasn't about maybe dominating or picking teams that were just going to go out there and kill it. It was about growing. And right. so that was always kept in mind. So I don't know that the teams will look the same. But I do think the players will come back. Yeah, I mean that, that's always um, that, that's always critical, right? You want you want you want new teams, and you want them to come back. You, you want them to to help grow the sport, and especially coming from you know round one where it was it was four v four, now it's five v five, and hopefully next uh, next year it'll be six on six, and there'll be a lot of returning teams and new, and new players. Um, but but going back to like the competitive aspects, uh, I was looking at the previous bracket, and it looks like it was kind of like the reverse, right? You guys had to play caught up for the championship. Um, they took it last time, but you guys took it this time. Yes. What uh, would you guys do differently, if if you can recall? Um, I'll be honest. Uh, in the last round, we maybe got my team WD got a little too hyped up, I would say. And we would spend all of our energy during the round robin. Um, this time, we strategically said, you know what, we're going to play our game. We're going to work some kinks out, but let's let's chill during round robin because what matters is once we get into bracket play and let's play our game then. So we kind of played a more calm game, team game. But when we got to the finals, we weren't spent this time. In the past, we would get there and we'd be so spent because we had just played all these games. And because we don't have as many teams as the guys, we're playing a lot of dodgeball quickly. It's, right. it's almost constant. And so um, my team was a little bit more um, – we weren't as gassed. Um, not to mention that because our teams are so small, we had a couple of injuries that hindered some things in the past too. So this time, I feel like – the biggest difference between us playing caught up in the finals this time was more we weren't spent and we were a little healthier. Do you, do you guys like do practice or conditioning in the off season or just you kind of went in with that mentality of let's, let's coast and round robin and, and not go crazy? Um, so we actually have been practicing um, and we've had practices as a team um, throughout these rounds, but we've also practiced all the women together um, with like Vaughn and um, Joe and Cody helping us all out. So we've, we've done a mixture. We've practiced together, all girls. Um, and then we've also practiced as a team, both. Nice. Very cool. And I'm looking at the, uh, the power rankings for the South Region article that came out through the Tribune. And it was saying that um, you got best catcher, um, is that that's just is that more like your role or was that just something that happened during round three or can you speak to that a little bit? 
Um, Just kind of toot your own I'll heart, be honest. Yeah, sure. I'll be honest. Um, I think I'm actually probably a middle player. Um, and when I went to the combine, I was told that by, I asked some of the West players, um, you know, I'm kind of forced because we have a lack of um, seasoned competitors at this point in the South. We'll get there. But right now I'm having to play a wing, but I suspect that I probably am not a wing um, based just on the way I have learned as we've traveled and played with other regions. And some of the West girls told me that they thought I also was not a wing. I was probably more of a middle player, hmm. a little bit more prone to catch and do some of those things. So um, I catch the most on my current team, but um, I'm having to play a wing. So I don't know. <laughs> what What is a wing? So you got like right, right corner, wing, and then center. Is that is that what a wing is? Well, when we're playing five, then we'll have our two throwers in the wing position on the left and the right side. And then depending on your team, on my team, I have another co like backup wing player next to me. And then we have like what I would call our two middle players then in between us. So wing um, is... 5v5 five, five five is weird because it's not a thing. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's a it's like adjustment, your, I guess. It's not your yeah. official like 6v6. But right, so, is so it, it's odd. Is it still like, is wing like like corner player or corner position? Right. Okay, gotcha. The people, yeah, the people on the very far ends, left gotcha. and right side both. They're typically the best throwers. Or at least they have been for 5v5. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's actually going to be like position names being established sooner or later. Um, and then your team yes. MVP, uh, what's that, Vaughn? <laughs> right. I don't know, I was just going to say, some people are real sticklers for the terminology. I know. Um, it's, I it's, will say, though, Christy, you know, as far as best catcher goes, um, I've seen, you know, Christy's really good at um, – maybe making a throw at the line and then and then catching the counter or catching on the back pedal um i've seen her do that a lot so that's i think that's where a lot of her catches come from was is if she's being countered she'll just she'll square up and catch one or or on the back pedal headed back to the line so um yeah i mean she's she's really good at that so i i think she's probably right i think she is probably more naturally a, a center player because of those things where she can kind of go up in the middle and throw and then and then catch um you know almost immediately but I think she's good in the corner too. She's been strong for our team, so nice. She's probably one of the most daring. Yeah, let's <laughs> say, are you more like a, a more aggressive? <laughs> knocked us player? out of the tournament, you know, in a couple of catches. So uh, in a local <laughs> tournament too. So uh, I always tell guys, if you see a girl playing dodgeball, don't ever take it easy on them. And Christy sails out and dives after stuff and um, lands on her face and comes back out with the ball. So. Um, <laughs> if you ever need a spot, we always need another girl. So nice. <laughs> poaching going on right now as we're talking. That's awesome. That's what it is. <laughs> Very cool. Take um, that up with Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he's listening to this. Um, well, cool. I, I did want to ask about one more player that you could probably speak to, and that was uh, Jen Woodley. Um, got collective team MVP. I mean, yes. Um, so she's never played elite until these rounds. And I'm so proud of her because I told her um, she actually originally, me and her started rec seasons together many, many years ago. And she started a couple of seasons after me. And originally our little first rec tournament team that would go out and play against Dallas, she was originally on it. And then she took some years off, or I don't even know if it was years, a couple of seasons off, I don't know, for work. But then when she came back, 
Um, she's a very good competitive driver. She already had natural skill and talent. And I, I along with some other females, told her, hey, we're going to do this. This is our goal. And she really took to it. She joined every dodgeball league that there was to do, playing in Fort Worth and in Dallas and trampoline. Like any dodgeball nice. there is to be had, she's been doing it. She went with us to Vegas. She's been with us in Minnesota. Anywhere we went, she went. And she's really done such a great job. I mean, already she has natural talent, but she's really applied herself to learn, you know, strategy and just everything there is. And so I, I couldn't be more proud of her. And she even got invited to go to the combine and did a great job. And so I'm just, I'm super proud of her. Very cool. Yeah, it's always great when you, when you have somebody that's willing to tag along and, and put the work in and make all the events um, and just watch them like progress um, in level of competition. Um, were there any other players that you might have noticed, uh, either you know, with your team or just from across the court uh, during that day, during the tournament? I mean, sure. From my team, I definitely feel like Alicia Ellis stepped her game up from round two to round three. She played a very strategical game and was able to definitely help us get the big W and do better. Um, Deanna Darns had like some very well-timed catches that were game changing. Um, I also want to give a little special shout out to Stephanie Parker. She's probably not somebody that very many people know. This was her literal third day of dodgeball ever. Wow. But she came out there after she, we are having our very first women's no sting league in Fort Worth right now, um, which has also helped us, obviously gathering girls to come to elite. Um, and she had only gone like two nights of like that league and came out here and she has a cannon and she did so good. And she was definitely a little intimidated, but she did so great. And um, also, Oh my goodness. I don't know her real name. Cause we call her Mo Monique something. Um, sorry, Mo. Um, she came oh, out no. and okay. Joseph's on it. Uh, <laughs> Yep, there you go. Um, Mo is not even a dodgeball player. Like she's what? actually just a friend of Jen's, who's been adopted by all the rest of us as our friend. She takes pictures and she comes for fun. But we needed an extra girl, and so Jen, without even asking her, I think, told said she'll play. Well, she came out and had a really strong showing. Very competitive player. Definitely shows some athletic ability. Had a great arm. Um, I don't remember which co-ed team she played with, but whoever she did. It was a year. Okay. Yeah. I see. Okay. I'll let him talk about that game, but, um, she did fantastic, um, for not even being a quote unquote real dodgeball player. Um, and then one other person is just Juana, uh, from caught up. She definitely had more heat on her ball. She's already a great player all around. She catches, she's smart, everything, but for whatever reason around three, she had a whip and it was kind of shocking. I mean, I definitely got, smacked in the chest at least once and was like, whoa, okay, girl. Hey, what's that? <laughs> they had something on it. Yeah. Nice. Um, she was only because she's been brought up a few times. Was was a Beverly Rivas there for this round that you can recall? No, I don't know who that is. Gotcha. I think because she was a former LA player that's playing in the South and I think she was mentioned in round one and round two, but I might have to go back and, and rethink that one um, i know danny kennedy was one of the girls from the world dodgeball society i don't know if maybe that's who you're thinking of but that's the only west player that i can think of that's out here well, now. 
Gotcha. I will. I don't know. I don't know her past, but Marissa Bajorn, Bajon, Bajon. I don't know her last name. Um, she was a West Coast player before, but I don't know how deep. And I think there's also um, Stephanie Horan. We're also West Coast players in the past of some sort. Gotcha. Yeah, just like that. Whatever that word was that that Vaughn mentioned, it's it's gonna come to me in the middle of the night. Like, ah, oh, you know exactly what I was talking about. Mid tier, and I'll slack you guys or message you or whatever. But um, well, before we move on to to coed, um, Vaughn, did you have any um, input that Maria had given to you or, or that you can speak of that we might not have covered team or player wise for for the women's division? No, I think I think we pretty much covered it. Um, I think Christy did a, did a great job of recapping that for us. There was, yeah, like she said, there were a lot of new girls in a couple of new teams. Christy, who was on the Cannons team? I don't specifically remember seeing them, but I didn't get to watch watch many games. So, um, Alicia, um, well, we call her Asian Alicia. I cannot say her last name. Hoing? Hong? Um, and then there was Stephanie Parker, um, Katrina Hillman, Man, now I'm a fill on spot. Who's on the team? Oh, Megan Brown. And there's one more. Am I missing? Myra, 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 the catcher, Myra. Okay, okay. Actually, yeah. Now that now that you mentioned the names, I do remember seeing them. I just didn't know their their team name, I guess. But yeah, yeah, there were a lot of new girls, and it was a great look. I think we actually did have enough girls. Um, this round to have a six on six, but I know the New Orleans girls. Um, I don't know if they just couldn't find sixth players to travel or what it was, but um, I know with the the rest of the Fort Worth girls, there were definitely enough for six on six, and and I think next year it'll definitely be six on six, and awesome. and people will start rounding out their teams a little more, and and it'll be a little more um, competitive and a little more structured. So now that they got a t- they got a taste, and it's it's something to build off of. Very cool. Um, I did want to ask one more thing. I'm looking at that article again, and just out of curiosity, can anybody speak to uh, Vanya Zafarov just because it says Happy Feet as her nickname? <laughs> I mean, what's there not to say? Ha- we, I call her Happy. I know it's Happy Feet, but I love Happy. She's um, a great competitor, a great catcher. She's also really great for women because she is encouraging to others. She's fun to be around. All the things you need to have in a person to bring in more girls, she's got. Nice. Yeah, I don't I don't quite know where the name Happy Feet came from. Ever <laughs> since she kind of joined Dallas Dodgeball League, that's like been her name. So um I don't I don't really know what's behind that. But yeah, she's she's great. She's a lot of fun. She's very nice. She's she'll catch anyone, men, women, it doesn't matter. She's got great hands. She actually had a double catch um against outsiders at one of the rounds last year. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Um, there's a video of it floating around somewhere, but she's got she's got great hands and, and she's starting to round out her game a little more, but so, does she dance at all? Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like uh, little happy feet. I don't know where um, the name came from. Um, like he said, they came when they came into Dallas Dodgeball. It was um, um, Juan Sasso, Francisco Rodriguez. Um, uh, what's his last name? Not Rodriguez. Um, Curl. Um, yeah. Lupe is Spike. Uh, Juan is um, Shank, and then Havania was Happy Feet. Uh, right. And uh, Yoshi is Yoshi. And um, that's how they came into Dallas Dodgeball. That's their names. We didn't know their real names for a little bit. <laughs> Um, but they all went to um, the area local high school in that area. So there's uh, like Luffield area. 
uh, near the airport. That's where they all went to school together. And um, uh, I think Juana went, was a, a little bit outside of that or whatever. But they all came in as one big group. And they all had their names. They're, they're all high school names for them. They're just, they're, 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 their pet names or whatever you want to call it. So this goes, this goes past and beyond yeah, dodgeball. Yeah, past dodgeball, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Very cool. Well, all right. If um, if you think that's a pretty good uh, coverage of women's, we can go ahead and move into uh, co-ed no sting. And um, I was giving you a hard time for this, Vaughn, because I thought I'd figured out all divisions, but no sting this time was, was co-ed. That's new, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> we've been changing divisions pretty quickly this season, so it's yeah. a little hard to keep up with if you don't live here. But, yeah. You made me feel uh, like I don't know, yeah, remember we, anything we had, when we talk. Yeah. We had co-ed for the very first time um, for round three. So um, I think that's kind of the, the look that we're going to have going forward into next year and, and everything else. So. so was that the overall intent was to create like an actual co-ed division uh, for this region? Yeah, for sure. Once, um, once we got the women women's division going and, and saw that there was enough interests, um, on that side of things to, to get more women involved and to get women kind of consistently playing, it was, it was always our intent to have a, a co-ed division. Um, I, I think it's, it's good for us because one, it, 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 you know, gives them another role on these, on these different teams and two, it, it saves them from traveling for just, for just one division. Now they have a full day of dodgeball, but they're not going all the way to New Orleans for, or, you know, wherever we're going. And, and it just, it keeps them invested a little more and it, and it helps us keep growing both the co-ed division and the women's division too, if they know that they have, they have more games to play. So as soon as, yeah, as soon as we had the buy-in on the women's side, uh, we always intended to have a, a co-ed division. Right. Plus co-ed is just, just fun. It's also, it's like a staple. You have to have open end co-ed. You can't just have one or the other. Um, and, and just from my own recollection, I, you probably announced it earlier, um, Christy, but what co-ed team did you play for? for this I played with Lone Star Syndicate. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Well, let's go ahead and, and, and just dive right in. Um, we can start with you, Joseph, because you were kind of silent for a little bit. Um, what teams stood out the most from your perspective in the co-ed no-sting division? Yeah, this is the... We had a lot of teams. Yeah, <laughs> was, other than you guys had 13. 13 teams, so um, it's the most uh, games I think my guys have ever played. Uh, standing out, there's uh, we, we, we did pretty bad for <laughs> going no sting. Uh, so everybody was beating the crap out of us. Um, uh, we you know Echo, which was predominantly a West Coast team, and one of my team members that helped them out, um, they stood out. They, they were beating the crap out of us. Um, um, I think I got hit by Joseph and um, Justin like at the same time, like both in the same spot on the chest. It was, it was just so fast. Um, I'm trying to think. There's um, outsiders. <laughs> Syndicate did really well. Um, with the, uh, sorry, I have to. What, what's so funny, Chris? <laughs> uh, uh, Marie, Marie's flight just landed, so she now she's here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Okay, well, get her get her plugged in. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, all right, sorry, Joseph. Um, you were saying that. No, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think like the Syndicate came in there. They that's the first time I think for them to do that setup. And Cody actually played with them uh, versus playing without the, the the Outsiders group because we also had a. Um, I don't know if it was discussed in there. We also had it to where we could carry a full roster for just round three. 
um, just because there was um, uh, I don't know, there were some concerns or whatever. So we were able to carry a full roster. Um, so we had a lot of guys listed. I had at least three guys sitting on the sideline pretty much the whole time. Whoa, that's a lot. Um, like just swapping them in and out. So, but um, standing out, like I said, Syndicate stood, stood out, Outsiders. Um, Co um, Anthony had his own team going. I can't remember the name of it. Um, a Melee, I think. Um, I don't know if anybody remember the day. He had a pretty good showing. Uh, Harper was like, well, I think it was like Harper, Jalen, and him. And then Corey was playing with the Cat 5 team. So there, there was uh, – everybody stood out. It, it was really good. It was the first time doing it like this. Um, I think there was only we, we had it set for like twenty rounds of play. I think we just missed the last like five or something. But I mean, it was it was a lot of dodgeball. So uh, I, I give my hats off to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to ask too, like um, new divisions, so new new teams, right? Like that's. I mean, potentially, I could have broke my team up, and um, I actually had three girls on my team, so potentially I could have broke my team up into two teams. I had enough people. Um, but we, they wanted to, we wanted to stay together since they let us carry the roster. Um, I think, I think there was actually a, a couple teams that were in that situation where they could have broke up into a few, we, we could have doubled this almost. Um, um, I don't know if we would have had enough time, but, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was very interesting. Um, we just, we've never done this format before. We've never played co-ed, um, like that, this actual format of co-ed. Um, we've always had Wana on or off our team at some point in time, and uh, it's never uh, affected us or we've never treated her any different. Um, it was just having to have people sit on the sidelines that we don't normally have. We've never been required just to have uh, two females or anything like that, which wasn't a, a problem. We just had never practiced with them like that. We, we didn't really know what uh, – we picked up a Monique, which was um, new uh, to this uh, format, and then um, – um, cat from caught up as well. And, um, and she's, she's, she's got great hands. She was catching all kinds of stuff. We just, we didn't know where anybody needed to sit, who needed to throw, who, um, I don't like to have people like Wana. I think I, especially in nosting, I think Wana, like you said, she whips it, um, Christy, and she does a better job at doing that than I do. So I'd rather have her have a ball. Um, so it's very, um, it was just different format. We, we weren't, we, we don't even play with nosting that often. I just started playing in the nosting league. Uh, but like I said, uh, as far as standing out, all the teams stood out. It was it was a really great, fun. There was no fights. Uh, it, it went off great. <laughs> awesome. Before I forget, you you mentioned was it Wana? Um, when we're talking about women's, um, was it was Christy? You mentioned somebody, and then and then Joseph was going to go into like a story about Coed. Oh, yeah. Um, we're playing um, Hitman's um, uh, Coed team in a. Uh, we all got bumped out. She was the last one in, and she actually took out the entire team except for one guy. Nice. <laughs> um, what is a Jer Jarrett? I can't remember his whole name. Um, I think we just call him Romo. Uh, but um, he, um, she, it's out of nowhere. She just started throwing the ball, and she was catching everybody on the foot. Um, it was really, you know, uplifting kind of thing. Um, I remember I, she, she just surprised the crap out of everybody because she came in there really, she didn't want to like, no, I want the best players in there. I want the best players in there. And they were like, no, you need to get in, get in and play. And then she went out there and did that. And it was just like, and then she was really tired after that. She had to go like eat. Like, <laughs> like this is too much. And I was just like, okay. Cause she disappeared for like a whole round. Like, where did she go? <laughs> um, but she did really good. I mean, she, and she was caring. I, I got hit in the eye by Harper. He actually gave me like a, I, I'll put this out there. He gave me a black eye. Um, um, I caught one of the nosing balls right in the face. I blinked and it was just like, bam, uh, right there. 
And I remember looking to the side and she was on the sideline, just like, and she's like, I don't want to play like that. <laughs> it's like, I go, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep going. Just we'll do a walk off the court. But it was, it's, she was great to have out there. Um, uh, big surprise. We've seen her come to all the um, other events and things. She's always taking pictures and stuff. Um, um, I think I met her the first time she came out and um, we had a bunch of like little kids in the background that were like for, I guess the daycare that was kind of going on at the rec center. And she kind of helped me crawl the kids to the side because they kept interfering with the practice and we played with the kids or whatever. So uh, <laughs> she's been pretty good. So I hope she comes back. I know she's in the military kind of thing, getting deployed out, I think, as well, kind of like Eli. So I don't know oh, wow. uh, what the future holds for her, but I hope she does come back. For sure. Well, she sounds like an awesome person and a, a great player if she can take on what, four or five people at once. Um, <laughs> that's very cool. Um Christy, how about you? What uh, what teams did you notice from from your perspective that uh, I don't want to say like improved because it doesn't really count, but that just, just stood out? I mean, honestly, this is a hard question to answer only because, and I know Vaughn and I actually spoke about this during it. We felt like uh, no sting went off, or sorry, coed went off as kind of chill. Everybody was kind of chill um, because really. Most of these teams were never teams before, and they probably won't be teams after. This, mm. because of the roster, because most of these guys put themselves together for open and their open nosting, they weren't necessarily prepared to take us women on, so their rosters were too big. So people were splitting off left and right from their normal teams and forming just hodgepodge teams and then taking on women. And so... It's hard to say what everything was because there were so many, but the teams that I saw do well are the ones that placed, obviously. Um, you know, Stingers did good. Outsiders did good. Um, Melee looked like they did pretty good, yes. especially if they took on Echo. Exactly. And, oh, Echo was fantastic, obviously. Um, and, yeah, Melee, I was really proud of them. I mean, they did really good. So, you know, like I said, it was, it was a different tournament which was fun because it was definitely out of everybody's comfort zone. It was not teams that we used to seeing. There were teams that were made up of players from both New Orleans with a mixture of Dallas Fort Worth players. And so um, it was unique tournament. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, if you're, if you're doing co-ed division for the first time and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your, your excess male players or how you're going to fit in mm -hmm. with, with that new dynamic of, um, of adding female players to the mix and it changes everything. So that's kind of cool. Um, how about you, Vaughn? What did you notice uh, from your perspective? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Christy was saying, the, the tone, whenever, whenever Cohen started um, kind of dropped a little bit as people were trying to figure out um, these new teams, you know, outlaws split into two teams, uh, melee and nitrogen. And, you know, a lot, a lot of these teams don't have any experience playing, playing co-ed um, outsiders does because we've always played with Kathy in foam tournaments or, or at nationals or whatever it is um, you know echo obviously has a lot of experience in co-ed but most of these teams don't so so the the energy level in the gym really kind of dropped during Ron Robin as, as everyone was figuring it out working out all the kinks and then it kind of picked up again once bracket play started but um, as I mean as far as teams that stood out um, outsiders echo and melee um, stingers did really well because they're predominantly. Wait, is that Alexa? <laughs> 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 I 
Oh man, we're getting everybody back. Marie's back. Lex is back. That's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, I, I said the team name Echo, and that's what triggered it. Oh, okay. she's like, wait, what? <laughs> oh man. Um, what you're saying? So like the 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 tone kind of changed. Like, so was it more like more fun at least, or? Yeah, it was definitely fun, and I didn't see. Um, anyone that that looked kind of sour about having co-ed everyone seemed you know everyone was trying to work it out and and figure out how to play but i didn't see anyone that was kind of like "Eh, we don't want to play co-ed we'd rather just go back to open you know anything like that i think i think everyone really enjoyed it and and as we move into next season um people will start you know building actual co-ed teams and oh syndicate actually actually played really well too they stood out um you know, Cody and Carlos and, and George uh, from Outlaws were all on that team. Christy and Jen and then Stephanie uh, Parker, who she mentioned earlier in her third day of dodgeball. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think I think as we move into next season, we'll, people will start building actual co-ed teams and it'll be um, more competitive and, 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 pe- and people will start to just kind of figure things out a little more. Awesome. Yeah, was, you kind of started to answer this question, um, but I, I do want to go back to it. And th- obviously, this didn't impact you guys um, at all. I mean, you guys look like you had a really strong uh, showing. Um, even going up against melee twice, uh, was you said it was just like the, you already had that consistency figured out, pretty much, or. Yeah, we've we've always put you know Joe and Joe and Kathy are, are married and Marie and I are dating, and so we've we've just had a lot of time to build that chemistry and build a strategy and and figure out how to play together who does what whatever it is so i think we definitely had kind of a head start um compared to all these other teams so versus like joseph who's got to figure out how to rotate three guys um i've been there ironically enough i've been there before right yeah. and uh we won but it's like two teams played but it, it was it's a chore like it's it's enough to even replace two guys um let alone three so for the teams that, um, such as yourself on, you guys didn't have to do that. You're already like, okay, cool. It's just like, you're kind of already adjusting to another mode that you're used to. Makes sense. Um, what, uh, and, and maybe you can start this one, Joseph, uh, kind of got into the teams a little bit, but any, any players that, that really stood out, um, that were worth mentioning that we might have talked to, might not have talked about already. Um, mostly for the co-ed division, I think, cause it kind of bleeds yeah, into. Yeah, I'm thinking co-ed. I mean, um, Anthony Miller, Jonathan Harper, they were, they were both, I mean, just, just throwing the balls, everything I saw. I mean, it's the same guys. Um, I don't recall um, the Stingers team. I, I, I don't remember how well they did or didn't do. Um, I'm not entirely sure if I pl- if we played them. I think there was like one or two teams we didn't actually play. But, um, yeah, I just it, I think we've already mentioned everybody that was like, doing really well uh, that, I, that I can think of. Um, like I said, the um, – I mean, just from me playing in that the actual round, I'm just trying to uh, – Justin, I think. Justin Harper, too, that hit me the hardest. So I, I was like, right. those stand out with me. They're going to remember – you're going to remember them a little bit more. Yeah. It's like still – I mean, my eyes still – like, it's like the eyelids all black. So I was just like um, – I'm just trying to remember. It's like – it was a fun thing. It wasn't like anything like that I, I came out. I remember playing everybody. I don't remember anything being like, oh, my gosh. It was, it was crazy. But we didn't – 
you know, we didn't go very far. So I didn't, you know, we kind of, once I was done, I started cleaning. Right. <laughs> the, the venue cleaned up. So um, it, it was fun. Though. It was a lot of fun. Gotcha. Yeah. Stingers, Stingers did well. I, I think I was, I think that's what I was saying before I was interrupted by Alexa. Um, that Like no sting is their game. They're, they're, a, they're a trampoline team or at least, you know, previously they have been. So that's, that's what they've always played is no sting. And even working in, um, the women, um, they, they actually did really well. They actually knocked us off in uh, round robin. They were, I'm pretty sure, our only loss in round robin. Um, but yeah, they did they did great in, in the nose game. I, I will say um, the, the the Louisiana teams, the ones that had predominant Louisiana players, they they um, they always do well in nose game. That's like, I mean that's what I think they predominantly play over there. So like um they, they 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 whip that ball they throw it they 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 were always doing pretty good. That's their like their uh, their main main ball. Yeah, like, I follow yeah. them on Instagram or at least uh, a New Orleans New Orleans league, and uh, they're they definitely seem uh, no sting predominant um, mm-hmm. or dominant. Uh, how about you, Christy? What about, what about from your perspective? I mean, the only thing I really have to say about coed is that I'm just really proud of all the men because. When we're trying to bring in these females to play, you know, it's important that they don't feel disrespected in any way. And I'm just so proud that all the men of the South, from Florida to Dodge, like all of them, they all took women from um, from all over. And these women all reported having a great time, which meant that these guys were supportive and inclusive and we're doing nothing but being encouraging and um, giving them strategy advice. But most importantly, they didn't feel like they were a burden on the men and they felt a part of it. And that's huge because if we're going to try to build this, we need that. And so I'm just, I just, I'm really glad that all the men, you know, didn't suck. They were great. They weren't D bags. They weren't, they were great. Good. Very cool. Um, This next question, I guess, can go to uh, Marie. Marie, what was your perception of no sting <laughs> since you're here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made it. Um, you know, I think I share a lot of the same opinions. I think by the time, and I don't know if you guys talked about this or not, but by the time no sting came around, I think everybody was a little tired, not just from playing the first round of stuff, um, which again, the women aren't used to playing the two rounds. Um, but also because it was so hot in the gym, I think it kind of drained stuff out of everybody. So then also we were playing another round. Um, and I think that part of that, that also contributed to the chillness of it. Um, you know, I, I think I saw several teams that were playing women um, in like key positions. It wasn't just that they were um, making them hand off the balls or whatever, you know, there were some teams that were playing women um, in the corner, uh, and letting them take predominant throws. Uh, and I, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to see how everyone came together and put it together. It was a little bit of a different dynamic in that some teams were able to keep, like Joseph said, all of their players. Um, and that's a unique thing. It's not going to happen again. Um, <laughs> right. but you know, I, I think that, was interesting and then some some chose to go ahead and split off and, and develop their own teams so it's kind of a mix of existing teams versus uh new teams or kind of hodgepodge teams or whatever but it worked out and i think it kind of 
went along with everything else we did this season, which was just trying to make it work and grow. And we did, you know, I think we had so many players, uh, so many teams, you know, we were chatting about it afterwards and said, you know, remembering back to maybe last year or even two years ago and, you know, six teams showing up to, uh, uh, you know, certain rounds and stuff. And um, we had, what was the final count? 13? 13 for no sting. 13 yeah. for no sting, right? That's and awesome. That's, it was really cool to kind of see that. And then we counted, what, 35 women or something for just women. And we thought, we weren't even sure we were going to be able to get 14 to four in the first round. So I think it was overall just a celebration, right? And it was fun. We had the echo team come out and play and we had fun playing them. I know um, they just were another competitive team for us all to play against. Right. So I think it was kind of cool to have just round three turned out really cool. That's awesome. It's, it's kind of like a uh, like a culminating event, you know, like working from, as you said, just trying to get four, uh, just to get teams of, of four females to moving on to five, to moving on to round three, to, oh, we have a co-ed division now. So that's, that's pretty awesome that this is happening and it, it's all moving forward. Um, just along with everything else that's going on in dodgeball, it's, it's great that a lot of progress is just being made on, on all kinds of ends and fronts. Um, I think that I mean it, it sounds like no sting. I don't want to say like not much happened, but I'm curious to see like what teams actually stick around and come back. What teams form as a result of this uh, going into the future, you know, um, next year and, and whatnot. But um, unless you guys have anything else to say about no sting, we can kind of go into showdown real quick. Um, and Vaughn, I'm, I'm assuming you'll probably take take lead since you can speak to that a little bit more, unless you guys saw um, for yourselves. But uh, well, was it like two matches left, or, or how'd that play out? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was just the two. At least I only saw two. They might have played one earlier. But um, so Mikey Hashimoto, who um, ended up winning the whole thing, he played against Cody Stidham, who's also on Outsiders. So um, we had a you know two out of three shot <laughs> of winning showdown um, as Outsiders go. So um, he went up against Cody. And he was just on, like he was on target. He, um, he had like a great, just over the head catch on Cody, which, which is, I mean, you know, everyone knows Cody Stidham doesn't, doesn't throw lightly. <laughs> he, uh, he just wailed a ball at Mikey and Mikey just stuck it right above his head. So he ended up winning, um, against Cody and then he went on to play Anthony and, um, Anthony's a, a tough guy to figure out. He's, you know, he has a lot of experience and he's been doing this a long time. Um, so I just, I gave him a little bit of advice and, you know, I just said, wait him out. He's going to, he's going to wait for you to make a move. Just, just see what he does and then go. And he ended up 3-0 in Anthony and he did a wow. phenomenal job. Um, so, you know, to win something like that at, at 18 and, you know, all the kind of young stars are coming through in showdown, with, you know, Mike Mickey winning in the East and, and now Mikey winning down here in the South. Oh man. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a good show at, at nationals. I'm already, I'm already going to be biased to the, whoever's older. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> I don't care what region it is. All the older guys win. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, and when you said over the head, I was like, I don't understand like how, but it was just like a, there you go. Right. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Just, like a receiver catch. 
I don't know why I overcomplicated it mentally, but I was like, over the head catch. What? No, that would have been cooler if he did catch it like this. I've, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen everything. I've, I've seen the weirdest stuff. So that's where my mind goes. Um, well, cool. Well, well, best of luck uh, to uh, to Elijah. And I mean, like I said, I'm already. I'm just gonna go for the older guy. I'll just say it now. Um, I don't even feel bad about it. The guy's got 10, 15 years ahead of him. He's also like, didn't he make uh, like alternate for Team USA also? So Elijah did, but it was Mikey who won showdown. Oh, my mistake. Well, still. Yeah. The brothers Hashimoto. Oh, that's why. Okay, cool. Dang. Yeah. So, so one's 16, one's 18 then? Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, Elijah will be 17 in August. Jeez. Well, that's very cool. Um, well, I think that's, that's all I got. Um, I, I did want to go into, you know, the, the last part and that's just shout outs. Um, and we can start with you, Joseph. Um, is there anybody that you wanted to shout out prior that we haven't talked about that was just either really awesome player, really awesome spectator, supporter, ref, kind of like the gratitude portion, well, I guess. Uh, for Dodge Tronic, boo. Um, he, he's always just, he wasn't as loud as he was in round two, but he's still always a competitor. Um, outsiders, um, Eli, Mikey, Jake, um, Scott, the whole team, um, Vaughn, they, they all, they all play good. Joe, they played really hard. Um, you can't, they won that round fair and square. There's nothing you can take away. All the games are clean. Um, th this was actually a good round. I don't remember a whole lot of people worried about any weird calls or anything like that. Everything went good. Um, just carbon just for sticking it out, <laughs> playing together, getting their teams together. Um, the guys that came down from the West Coast, it, it, it was good to have them come down. Uh, any, any exposure we can get is always great um, with anybody. And then um, uh, Voodoo, um, Derek and Fern, they always do great. Cat5, Alex, um, Deke, and Al um, Clay, and uh, always Frenchie. Frenchie's, you know, I think he did the live stream for us again, and um, he's, he's just getting better and better every time I see him. So... Uh, if there's anybody I forgot, I'm sorry, but uh, it, it was it was a really great tournament. Uh, round three, it went really well. Awesome. Well, shout out to you, man, for for saying you took notes. That made me really happy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> people are taking notes. This is great. Um, but cool. How about you, Christy? Um, I want to give a special shout out to Asian Alicia. She knows that name. It's fine. Okay. I was like, oh. um, and because I don't know how to say her last name, and that's what we call her. So, right. um, Asian Alicia and Marissa both because they were girls who've never done elite well, I don't know about Marissa and they stepped up and captain teams of girls that they did not know about a week before we're supposed to go. And I think that's definitely them stepping out of their comfort zone possibly. And so big shout out to them. Kat from caught up had a really great um, improvement from round two, Michelle Schmegner. I'd like to say shout out to her. Um, she, her team didn't do as well, but she as a player has really improved. Um, so she deserves some recognition. Also kind of want to shout out to Alicia Ellis and Becca May. Um, I don't think that the women's division would have grown so much without their help. They were two very instrumental, but behind the scenes um, people in recruiting and encouraging women to come out. And uh, Marie, I did not do yours, so you can do yours in a minute um, yet. And really, again, I just like to say it was great. I'm proud that the South has grown so much. These guys, I appreciate their help. They coached, they gave advice, they accepted us, they included us, which is important. And um, 
I'm really glad of where, where, where we've come in just one season. Yeah, just just talking to uh, you know you guys and and kind of recapping it from from out here, it just seems like there's been a lot of development. It just it all looks really positive uh, for the future, so it, it's exciting. Uh, how about Yvonne? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say first shout out to Jeremy Stevens. That gym um, that he found was great. Aside from the the AC and it being hot, but space wise, it was fantastic. We had a ton of room. You know, we had four courts plus enough room for for spectators and and everything else. So um, it was a really great location. And I know that he put quite a bit of effort into finding a, a suitable place for us. Um, all the Fort Worth girls, you know, Christy, Jan, Alicia, you know, for for getting enough girls for you know, to fill out some of the other teams and to bring on a couple of new teams. That was, that was really great. Um, and it's, you know, that's, that's key to us growing. So as long as y'all are still putting into, in the work, we're going to keep, we're going to keep growing and, and it's what we need. So, um, um, let's see, uh, echo coming out. Um, it was great to have them and it was great to play against, you know, one, a new team and, and two, a, a very talented new team. Um, you know, I don't know what, what their expectation was coming out here. Like, I don't know if they, you know, just came out expecting kind of run through everyone, but I was kind of glad to see that they didn't. And maybe it gave us a little bit more legitimacy, um, but it was good to have them. And they were good sports about everything. Um, you know, they didn't get, you know, like they didn't, they didn't really get too pissed off. It didn't seem whenever, you know, whenever they got knocked out or whatever. So they were good sports about the whole thing. And, and it was really good to have them. So, Awesome. So they're good ambassadors for, for the West. Yeah, for sure. They did a, they did a great job. They didn't, you know, I, I think uh, uh, the perception of the West and a lot of the other regions, um, you know, the South, and I've, I've heard it from, from some North players is that it's a little elitist and, and stuff like that, but they didn't, they didn't act that way at all. Like I said, Pine was doing a great job kind of coaching and strategizing with cat five and, and, everyone was just very nice and, and they were really good ambassadors for the West and kind of maybe helped shake a little bit of that douchey perception that, that they sometimes get. So awesome. That's always good to hear. Um, we need more ambassadors to the sport in general and, and people to support uh, what we have going for sure. Um, and Marie, uh, thanks for hopping in last minute and answering one of the questions. Uh, did you have any shout outs that you wanted to throw out there? Uh, you know, it was good to see Maria back um, from New Orleans. She didn't make it to round two, so I was glad to see her. Um, we had Amber join us. She's um, kind of floating out here in the south, uh, but is normally from L.A., and so we don't see her very often. It was kind of cool to have her come out. Um, you, you know, the other thing I'd like to make a shout-out for is all the new people who joined in, um, like Christy said. Uh, there was a lot of people who joined in last minute and like within the week of it starting and just to kind of help fill out some teams. Um, and I think I've said it in the last couple of podcasts too, but kind of everybody's flexibility. Um, I really appreciate that uh, just to, on the women's side, you know, forming kind of random teams or like I said, putting these teams together or it wasn't sure if we were going to do teams of five or teams of six until that week before. So it was kind of like everybody was wondering what was going on or what were we going to do and, and waiting for decisions to be made. So, and then the same thing with co-ed, no sting, you know, it wasn't 
quite sure if we were going to be able to get there based on the venue until a week or two in advance. And so um, I think I really appreciate everyone in the South being flexible and willing to kind of come together and work together for the betterment of the sport um, and for our region. I, I think that was pretty cool. Awesome. Very cool. Well, it's going to be a really interesting scene, you know, what the future holds. Um, really curious to see how everybody does come nationals. Um, I know that's one West Coast West team incursion coming in. But, yeah, just like I was telling the uh, uh, the team GOAT, you know, I'm, I'm just nationals is going to be exciting um, on, on so many levels, not just uh, from a player standpoint for me. But, um, yeah, I think we're I think we're good. Um I really appreciate you guys coming on again, um, especially some of the returning guys coming in from the previous rounds. It's been a blast getting to know you guys a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got. So um, I think we can just leave it at that. So thank you. Thanks. So that was the final South round, uh, round three recap. And it feels like it's only yesterday that we concluded round two. Uh, it's crazy to think, as I wrap up another region, that uh, we've got West's final um, tournament coming up just next weekend, and uh, just how fast all has flown by. It's been a crazy, crazy 2018, but a very awesome and optimistic one. Um, also, it is with sincere gratitude that I want to thank uh, Vaughn Kelly, uh, Joseph uh, Kinkarini, Christy Stevens, and um, and Marie Greg for joining last minute, but thank you so much guys for, for hopping on. Also, um, for not returning from this particular episode, thank you Joe Martinez for your, your insight and input for rounds one and two. Um, I really had no clue who to reach out to prior to the first recap, and I wasn't fully convinced I'd actually be able to cover this region. So uh, the fact that you guys stepped up, the fact that some people were willing to point me in the right direction to even discover Avon Kelly exists was super awesome. And uh, all of this is just, like I said uh, in, the, in the interview, um, just one more reason to look forward to, to Nationals. So um, huge congratulations to Weapons of Mass, Mass Destruction for taking women's division and helping lead the way for a future comp competition. And congratulations to Outsiders for, for taking first this round overall. That's, that's awesome. And again, excited to see how you guys turn out um, against the nation. Um, I'm really looking forward to interviewing the Outsiders team, and that's where we'll see uh, Joe Martinez again, and along with everybody else. Um, and last but not least, thank you everyone for your support and for your questions. It just makes this more interactive, and again, I, I cannot possibly think of all of the questions myself, so please keep sending them in. Um, it's, it's just much appreciated, and I hope you can see that we incorporate them almost immediately. So on that note, send them, send feedback anytime. And depending on when this episode drops, uh, have a great rest of your week, great evening, and we'll catch you next time. And here we go again. This has got to be the paramedics. <laughs> I'm still keeping this. This is going in the very end in the bloopers. I actually oh really my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've had my fun.